everybody, welcome to Tech Thoughts, a show about tech advice, a short how-to, and why you should care. This is Season 2, Episode 1. Or Episode 10, I guess, if you happen to be uh, using a podcasting app to look at this, in which case it will not tell you what seasons are. That's um, Yeah. Also, I guess I'm Jade, and uh, this is Season 2, so you know what I am this time? Yeah. Vaguely smart, I guess. <laughs> and I'm Art, and if Jade is only vaguely smart, then I guess I'm only vaguely cute. Well, they're so cute. In fact, we are both smart and cute. So yeah, whether or not uh, podcasting apps recognize it, this is season two. Um, last season was our big privacy arc, uh, and I guess this is the part where you're probably waiting for us to tell you what big season-long arc we'll tackle this season, except, uh, well, to be perfectly honest, we can really think of one. No, no, uh, we're, tackling, we're tackling all of the problems at once. Yeah, we thought that... Um, since there wasn't anything that we could really think to tackle sort of in one big chunk like the privacy arc, what we would do instead is sort of like mini arcs. So they won't each be a season, but we'll have like two or three episodes at a time talking about like one cohesive topic that we'll try to like build on each other, which means that you're going to have to actually watch the episodes in case you weren't doing that already. <laughs> watch? Oh man, I didn't know we could watch these yet. When did ah. we get a TV show? It's the same thing, watching and li- well, listening is just watching with your ears, okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, if you do want to watch us instead of listen to us, you can check out our after show. Uh, we are live on Instagram at Tech Thoughts Podcast every Friday at 8 p.m. ET. Um, and uh, we would love to see you guys there. We talk about the show. We talk about... Uh, stuff that's happening in the real world because sadly the real world is something that still exists um you know how it is the what oh yes of course reality um and if you want more uh <laughs> or if you want more information about the show um you can check out our website which is regrettably still that's it it's regrettably still no it's uh it's frednet.xyz slash podcast so, hey, Art, you know how I've always wanted to yell about Apple on this podcast? Yeah, and we said we were going to save it for a rainy day. I don't know how well an Apple show and an Apple hater duking it out um, is going to appeal to our fan base. I mean, you're going to end up on the ground, and I'm sure that'll be very interesting. Um, well, I suppose today is a terrible day for rain, then, because it's time to begin the Apple arc. I consented to this only because there is another arc that we really want to work on, but we want to save it for later in the season. So this was the only other thing that was ready to go. Mm -hmm. But fine, fine. Um, It's relevant now, at least. It is very relevant. Um, We were literally just... We're obviously not a tech news podcast, but at the same time, it's it's hard not to want to make episodes about stuff that we see popping up on our feeds. Um... And Apple's been in the news a lot lately, of course, uh, what with their big new product launches. But, of course, we're not here to talk about those. We're here to talk about the drama. Um, So. So let's talk about the App Store. As of Q1 2020, a place where there is 1.847 million applications you can download to your Apple device at your leisure. Um, Except there's been some controversy about it. Now, this isn't the first time that the App Store has been brought up on this podcast. Uh, we've talked about it before. Uh, there was sort of a, we actually sort of had like a mini uh, argument about it in the episode where we talked about uh, smart home devices. Um, 
And what Jade and I were discussing there really is the idea of just sort of how closed an ecosystem should really be, where Jade thinks that the App Store is too rigorous in uh, what it does and does not allow. Um, And I appreciate its rigor, but at the same time, am fully willing to admit that Apple is not right about everything. And so we're going to talk about a couple of the things that they're not right about. Uh, starting not necessarily with the most recent controversies, but with the fact that I will admit up front that the fact that they have a $99 yearly developer fee to even host uh, apps on the App Store, as opposed to what was Google's, uh, Jade? Uh, A one-time payment of $25. Yeah, and what's really messed up about that is that Apple will do basically literally everything they can to get that $99 yearly fee out of people, despite the fact that a lot of the people who make apps for the App Store are small independent developers. And a really good example of this is the fact that on macOS Catalina, you literally can't open apps that are from an unidentified developer. The The Mac will give you a pop-up about it, and it won't, it won't give you the option to open it anyway like you could on previous OSs. Um, which means that the only way to get around that is to have the app signed by Apple, except that in order to have that sort of verification signature, the app needs to be verified with a developer account, which means that you have to pay that money. I ran into this problem literally just trying to use this tiny little app that was made to fix like external mouse support um, on Mac. And the developer basically had to tell people, yeah, I'm sorry, but if you have Catalina, like I can't do anything to fix the app for you because I can't afford to get it signed, which is really messed up. And why is Apple doing this? They, their big argument is security and privacy, but. I think that the problem with that argument and one of our articles will agree with that in our sources, um, allowing people to use applications that Apple has not signed should not actually be much of a big problem. Um, one, because of the very way that, um, iOS and macOS actually run applications, um, in the case of, mm-hmm. in the case of iOS and of course iPadOS, cause they're pretty, um, intertwined. Yes. Um, yeah, the way they work is that they kind of sandbox applications, meaning that, um, if you are familiar with the concept of a virtual machine, uh, basically it is a locked down, um, a locked down almost sort of like box that shows itself to be a computer that allows things to run in it without the rest of your computer knowing. Oh, wait, so it can't touch the rest of the OS. Yes, because it's sandboxed, meaning it can only play in the space that the iPhone's giving it in the first place. Yes, this is is one of those reasons that I feel that um, there's not much that could happen, even if you gave people the ability to publish apps to the app store like willy-nilly because at the end of the day because apple is doing their job and making it so you can't touch other parts of the os or other user data in the first place then there should be no interaction that can go wrong like even if i made an application that was meant to like watch your keyboard it would never work because an application is not allowed to look at your damn keyboard when you're doing other things in the first place yeah and frankly i think this is even more of a non-issue in ios 14 where apps literally ask have to ask for user permissions for everything. Um, like the, ch- the chances that an app on your iPhone is doing something that you did not give it explicit permission to do are slim to none. Right. Um, and, and because you brought up Catalina, I do want to bring it up that um, 
because of the way that Macs work. Um, I'm not going to get too into it, but basically, um, Macs work a lot like Linux. They both run on, um, run on the concept, not the concept, but like on a, on a Unix kernel. I'm not going to mm-hmm. get into it, um, but Unix's whole thing is kind of sandboxing applications, not to the degree that your iPhone does, but to some still degree. to enough of a degree that it's not a concern. It probably wouldn't be unless something was written to be terribly, terribly sophisticated, and even then. It's nothing you couldn't undo very easily. Exactly. Which leads us into the part of the episode where we explain how capitalism is bad and companies are greedy. Um, Apple's real motivation for restricting the App Store in the way that they do, which when you follow the rabbit hole all the way down like we were doing in order to research for this episode, um, or even frankly just vaguely paying attention to the news if you've heard about the Apple versus Epic controversy, which we're going to get to, um... You realize that they're motivated largely by greed. I feel an example of that greed um, is the way that Apple was treating um, the near-field communication chip in your phone, the thing that lets you do Apple Pay. Um, mm-hmm. Apple kind of restricted it to just Apple Pay until the German Parliament made a anti-money, uh, sorry, an anti-money laundering law. It was basically, hey, you know. We kind of need you to allow other payment methods through your device because everyone else is doing it. I'm sorry. I'm 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 very caught up on the fact that 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 that's under money laundering. <laughs> kind of. Um. It's more. It's more that. Um. Um. I don't know. What do you want from me? I'm at the German Parliament. Um. <laughs> um. No. 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 I mean, it's fine. We've talked about sort of the weird ways in which. Um governments justify things as other things so i i i sort of see the logic of of having this as part of their anti-money laundering measures it's just really funny um when you think about it but yes you were saying right um you know until until the german parliament kind of yelled at apple um other like banking apps uh were forced to use like qr codes to actually allow you to transfer money uh, which is a little awkward. I don't want to have to like pull out my Discover app for my Discover credit card, not sponsored by Discover, um, <laughs> um, and try to pay for something with the QR code. I think that feels very dumb. No, yeah, absolutely. It it, it is especially when like it's not even like it's not like NFC is like proprietary to Apple. Like they didn't invent it. <laughs> no, um, but like your your privacy and security argument that Apple's been running with. Um, their whole thing was, hey, if we open if we open NFC to other people, perhaps it can be abused. Which again doesn't really make much sense if they implemented that protocol safely. Um, like if you look at Samsung phones, you have options. You can use Samsung Pay or you can use Google Pay, and it doesn't care. And it and and it doesn't break the phone or whatever. No, nothing explodes. No. Yeah. And before your iPhone explodes. Oh, what? You mean like the Note 7? No, we can't keep that in. It's okay. That's just before Samsung gave a shit. (sighs) Never mind. We have to leave that in. (laughs) (laughs) And another uh, pivotal example of uh, greed on Apple's part is how they treat their uh, in-app purchases. Apple gets a 30% cut of every in-app purchase, and that's that's money that they obviously want in their pockets, despite the fact that they have plenty of it. They don't exactly take too kindly to people trying to circumvent the, the fee, as we can see with what recently happened with WordPress. Right. Um, so the problem with WordPress 
is that because it isn't um, an app more than it is like a website service that you're using to present with the application in the first place, um, it doesn't generally make sense to make someone pay for it through Apple's payment processor if it's something that has nothing to do with Apple or Apple services when it's all being done for WordPress and WordPress services. Um, yeah, of course. Right. Um, the issue is that because WordPress was used to make websites and blogs and things that weren't app-centric and things that did not persist on your phone, there was no way to purchase like their premium plan or anything like that um, through in-app purchases on your iPhone. Um, mm -hmm. But as a result of that, um, Apple saw that people were going from the WordPress app to WordPress to buy their services. Um, they blocked updates for the WordPress app on iOS because they wanted it to be possible for you to buy those things through Apple's little in-app purchase system because you know, they wanted so a 30% cut. Yeah, of yeah. something that isn't even theirs and has nothing to really do with them. The only reason that application is there is to make it easier to use WordPress in the first place. Yeah, and to be fair, this is not something that they stuck to their guns on. Uh, they've reversed the decision, like, pretty quickly, right? Yes, um, it was only blocked for a few weeks. Yeah, so even though they didn't stick to it, it's still pretty scummy of them to even come up with it in the first place. Um, and sort of alternatively to this, there is a different argument that they're currently in the midst of that they do seem to be sticking to. Uh, and this is the part where we get to talking about Epic. Ah, uh, do you mean Fortnite? <laughs> oh God, you do you don't you don't understand what sort of dissonance it sparks for me as a proud millennial to have to hear Epic Games and Fortnite being discussed as like a serious thing. It's frustrating to hear Epic being talked about as anything that's not the Unreal Engine for me. As someone who's been interesting yeah as someone who's like followed them for their sick engine that they that that, that games run on and i played unreal tournament back in the day because it was fun um hearing all this controversy about fortnite which i played a little bit to be fair um is wild to me but here we go uh, apple took down fortnite from the app store it might not be there by the time you're listening to this honestly because they're still arguing about this and it's been is it is it currently there no. so as of right now september 22nd 2020 it's not there. No. Nope. Still. Nope. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Fortnite is currently not on the App Store. It still might not be on the App Store by the time you listen to this. Um, and the reason they did this? Well, how do uh, in-app purchases sound to you? Again. Again. Of course. Again. Of course it is. Well, to be fair, I feel I, it's it's a little bit of both this time. It's it's in-app purchases, and then when because that makes them look too greedy it's somehow trying to argue that fortnite as an app has privacy and security flaws which is just wild but yeah yeah um epic games uh updated their fortnite app to allow for in-app purchases using um epic's payment options so uh their payment processor completely cutting out apple and to be fair uh for the developer agreement when creating uh, iOS, iPad apps, and all that junk, is that you would use Apple's in-app payment processor if you're doing something with in-app payments at all. So they are in violation of the developer agreement. They are in violation of the developer agreement. And and this is the one thing where I'm saying, yes, they kind of did it wrong here. This was Epic's fault. But at this point, I feel Apple's being a little too... I feel like they're both being a little too petty. 
Um, oh no, absolutely. It, it, it's it's um it reminds me of, and this is a very weird analogy, but I think you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, do you remember when uh Sony and Marvel were fighting over Spider Man? Yeah. It feels exactly like that. It it feels like it feels exactly like that all over again. It's like it's like it's like it's like you're both you both have giant pieces of the pie already. You're fighting over you're like what are you fighting over really? It feels greedy coming from Epic, given how much money they've made off of Fortnite already. It feels greedy coming from Apple, given how much money they have as a company, period. The reason I feel it's very greedy on Apple's side is that because of this, because um, Epic is trying to sue them, um, they originally also wanted to take down um, any developer accounts using the Unreal Engine. And because the Unreal okay, Engine... Okay, that's, yes, that's overkill. Yes, because the Unreal Engine is just a game engine where you can create games um indie developers get caught in this too uh that's absolutely overkill and screwing over people who don't deserve to be screwed over i i will i will i will agree with you on that wholeheartedly yes um i do believe uh that currently um while fortnite has been taken down from the app store uh, unreal engine games get to stick around but only because of a a i believe a preliminary court um decision on what grounds is Epic suing Apple, actually? So that's a great question. Um, apparently, uh, one of the arguments um, is that, um, quote, Apple doesn't do much to warrant a 30% commission on microtransactions in the first place. Um, which, oh, please, go Interesting. on. Interesting. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, I, I feel like that's, I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying that's very bold. That's a very bold thing to say. That's why that's that's that, that that's why I that's why I made that expression. No, that's fair. Um, I feel like I feel like claiming that the people who made this who made the platform that you are running your thing on don't do much is kind of um wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, they also requested an injunction to put Fortnite back on the App Store, um, which the court did not approve. That's that's when they allowed uh when when the judge allowed Unreal engine games explicitly but not fortnite um, interesting yeah I, I think i think even i think even the courts can figure out that hey these people using like just the engine don't really have anything to do with this stupid battle um and, and yes i do think it's a stupid battle oh no it's an absolutely stupid battle i when i asked you what grounds epic was doing apple on i did not expect your answer to be like to be epic basically being like well they don't even deserve that amount of money it's like that that's not the point you, you still you you violated what are admittedly stupid terms, but you did violate the terms. Like I I don't know. It just it really, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and and some of the other arguments that Epic have have uh, placed forward are that uh, it is quote likely to suffer irreparable harm if the app isn't allowed back in the app store. Um, it's Fortnite. Oh yes, I know. I agree. I um, Epic has tried to position. Fortnite as not just a game but a social experience or something and i don't think that's a good argument and on apple's end of things they're being very petty um their argument is oh you know Fortnite's not even that popular it's down 70 percent from last year but that's not a reason to take down the app that's just you yelling at the other guy being like hey your thing isn't even worth that much money give up but in court proceedings Jesus H. Christ. Okay. And if that's not bad enough, uh, Apple's other argument is that Fortnite presents a privacy and security concern for your devices. Oh yeah, I wasn't I wasn't joking when I said that. That's actually something that came out of their mouths. 
I'm very curious how Fortnite is a privacy and security concern at all. Really, genuinely. You know, it's it's just it's just because like it's 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 the same thing as TikTok. It's the the millennial the the Gen Z the Gen Zers like it, therefore it must be bad. Uh, uh, fun fact: Fortnite is not a privacy and security concern. TikTok actually is. Tune into our last season to find out why. <laughs> um, and forgetting Apple's pettiness for about five minutes here, and I know that's hard because Apple's very very petty. See, replacing your home button on your iPhone. See, <laughs> see, replacing anything in your iPhone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. You're right. You're right. You're right. I can't. I have, I have no actual defense here. Go on. Um. So yes, ignoring Apple being petty, they found other ways to be petty. Oh, I was kidding. We're not gone yet. Um. So, other things that are big in the gaming space these days are game streaming. Um, to the likes of Google Stadia, um, Nvidia GeForce Now. Um, uh, y'all remember Oya? For like the 10 seconds it lived yes actually i do weirdly enough oh brilliant um all of these things being services that allow you to basically remotely control another computer that is running the game you want to play without needing any of that powerful hardware near you um yeah apple does not like the idea of that very much um and as of september 11th 2020 um apple has released some new app store rules that now do allow game streaming apps but um, the way that they're allowed is very clunky. Um, each game has to have their own app store like entry, meaning that instead of having like Google Stadia, or I'm using them as the example because the part, the one that I remember the most. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I don't I don't actually use them. Um, if you're using Google Stadia, sure, you want to play Destiny, Fortnite. And uh, and <laughs> Minecraft? Cool, dude. Here are three icons for that. But meanwhile, on every other device on the planet, you go to your one little Google Stadia icon and pick the game you want from there. Yeah, that just seems needlessly clunky, both for the developer having to submit all of those things as separate apps and also for the consumer having to like try to play things. Although, hey, hey, iPhones finally have an app drawer, something that I Androids have had since the beginning of all time. So, you know, at least it won't be on your home screen. Hey, I hear you guys just got widgets too. Welcome to 2008. Apologies, 2009. Um, but, but rolling back for a hot second. Um, the other problem with having each game as an individual well icon um yes what if we the problem is what if the app store has google stadia and nvidia geforce now and they both have the same game library then you have multiple entries in the app store for the same game that's just and then then you add well no and then you add the complexity of like games that are already on the app store because they have a mobile version like minecraft right like how does that i have no how does that i have no idea Honestly, it's it's they just they just it's Minecraft parentheses Google Stadia Minecraft parentheses and video G. It's so clunky. It's just it's so and it, it's really just what. Yeah, it's like considering their whole like it just works. Considering their whole obsession with aesthetics and it just works. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Um, but at the same time, like I think I said when we when we when we were first looking through the articles, they want too much control over things. Um, like. I'm I'm not saying that like there shouldn't be any develop like guidelines whatsoever. I'm not even saying that Apple shouldn't get like a thirty percent cut. Like like it's the same to to be perfectly honest. It's the same as Google Play does. Like it's not like they're being egregious in that sense. Right. Um, the difference is that 
when Apple does not get what they want, they throw a hissy fit. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you circumvent Google Play's payment method, do you know what they say? Nothing. They don't care. They let you publish your app, pay however you wanted them to pay, and that's it. Exactly. No, and I, I completely agree. That's what that's, that's 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 what I mean. It's just like Apple wants too much control. They want you to do it their way or not at all. And I feel like we're probably going to. That's something that's probably going to come up a lot in this little Apple mini arc. Uh, but it is it is really really disappointing. You think of the next Apple keynote? Is it these? What do they call those? Is that what they are? Yes, I think that's still what they call those. Yes. Cool. You think of the next keynote they're going to use? It's my way or the highway as their theme song. No, they're going to use life as a highway. Anyway. <laughs> um. So, instead of oh. instead of riding that all night long, maybe we should end the show now. Yes, uh, that is our time for today. Uh, like I said, this is the first in a mini-arc. I actually don't know how many episodes this specific mini-arc is going to have. Probably for this one it will be three, unless we think of more things to yell at Apple about, and Jade somehow convinces me that I should spend more hours of my life hating on a company whose products I own and use religiously. Um, hey, Steve Jobs, I'm praying to you now to fix this place. Sorry, go on. You know, you said, you I, said religiously. Say what you, say, no, say what you want about Steve Jobs. But uh, like some people really, really, really say that like Apple went downhill the, like the second he died. And I don't know if I agree with that. I do. But it, it, it is something that, that I hear often. Wow, if you do, then that, that, that says a lot, I think. But yeah, if you want to hear us go at each other about this more, because we inevitably will, um, tune into the rest of the season. We're really excited to be making more content for you guys or tune into our after show. Like I said, we are live at Tech Thoughts Podcast on Instagram every Friday at 8 p.m. ET. Uh And we would love to talk to you guys. Um, Or you can go to our website, which is breadnet.xyz slash podcast. So yeah, we hope to see you guys there. Bye. Bye.